Welcome to another bonus short lecture from the History Teachers Talking Podcast, where Tom or I will lecture on big topics in little time. For more information, you can visit us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com or visit evergreenpodcast.com. The discovery of Pompeii is a fascinating story that involves both accidental and deliberate efforts to unearth the ancient Roman city. Pompeii was a thriving Roman city located near Naples, Italy in the 1st century AD. However, in 79 AD it was buried under several meters of volcanic ash and pumice during the catastrophic eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Over time, the memory of Pompeii faded, and its exact location was lost to history. The city's existence was known through ancient texts, but its precise whereabouts became a mystery. The rediscovery of Pompeii began in the 16th century. In 1594, a group of workers digging a canal near the town of Resinia stumbled upon ancient marble and frescoes. This accidental discovery raised curiosity about the buried city, but it wasn't fully recognized as Pompeii at the time. The true rediscovery of Pompeii took place in the 18th century. In 1738, Charles III of Spain, who ruled over Naples at the time, ordered systematic excavations to uncover the lost city. His initial goal was to find valuable artifacts for the royal collection. Charles III's decision marked the beginning of organized archaeological efforts at Pompeii. The first excavations were led by Spanish engineer Joaquin de Alcubierre. However, progress was slow and the site was often looted for valuable items. It wasn't until 1748 when the Bourbon King Charles III officially established the Museum of Naples that more systematic and careful excavations began under the direction of military engineer Carl Weber. As excavations progressed, archaeologists uncovered the well-preserved ruins of Pompeii. The volcanic ash had acted as a natural preservative, sealing the city and its contents in a time capsule. Remarkable discoveries including buildings, frescoes, sculptures, mosaics, pottery, and even the plaster casts of people who perished in the eruption. The excavations at Pompeii continued for centuries, and this site is still being studied and preserved to this day. Archaeologists have uncovered numerous insights into the life of ancient Rome through the city's ruins. Visitors continue to flock from around the world. They come to Pompeii to explore the remarkably preserved ancient city and learn about its history. Located on the west coast of Italy along the shores of the Bay of Naples, south of the modern city of Naples, ancient Greek settlers made Pompeii part of their sphere of influence in the 8th century BC. It became an independent-minded town, which eventually fell under the influence of Rome. By 1st century AD, the Bay of Naples and Pompeii became an attraction for wealthy vacationers from Rome who relished the beauty it had to offer. Pompeii was indeed situated in a picturesque setting. With views of the Bay of Naples and the island of Capri in the distance, its location made an ideal destination for those looking to enjoy the natural beauty of the region. It also had easy access to the Mediterranean Sea thanks to its location along the coast, which allowed residents and visitors to engage in water-related activities such as swimming, fishing, and boating. Wealthy Romans built luxurious villas in and around Pompeii as vacation homes. These villas often featured elaborate gardens, private baths, and exquisite frescoes showcasing the opulence and leisure of the elite class. 
Pompeii had several thermal baths or public bathhouses, where people could relax in hot and cold baths, saunas, and exercise areas. These were an integral part of the resort experience, as Romans believed in the therapeutic benefits of thermal waters. The city also had well-pointed theaters and amphitheaters for entertainment. Visitors could enjoy plays, musical performance, and gladiatorial contests, providing a range of leisure activities. Pompeii also had public squares and open spaces where people could socialize, relax, and enjoy the pleasant climate. Apart from all this, the city was also a hub for arts and culture, attracting artists, writers, and intellectuals. Many homes featured exquisite frescoes and mosaics, and the city's libraries and cultural centers were places for intellectual pursuits. Yet above all this beauty and relaxation stood the mighty Mount Vesuvius, often referred to simply as Vesuvius one of the most famous and dangerous volcanoes in the world. Vesuvius is a stratovolcano, which is characterized by its steep sides. Its elevation fluctuates, but it's generally around 4,200 feet. The volcano is actually relatively small compared to some other well-known volcanoes, but this one, as opposed to many others, is highly active. The eruption of Mount Vesuvius that devastated the ancient city of Pompeii occurred on August 24th, 79 AD. Prior to the catastrophic eruption, there were several warning signs. Small earthquakes had shaken the region for several days, but these were often dismissed as minor tremors, as earthquakes were not that uncommon in the area. Additionally, there were reports of springs drying up and unusual animal behavior, which were considered ominous by some residents. Yet on the morning of August 24th, the day seemed like any other in Pompeii. The city's residents were going about their daily routines, and there was no widespread sense of impending disaster. But in the afternoon, Mount Vesuvius erupted violently. The volcano spewed a massive column of ash, smoke, volcanic debris into the sky, reaching heights of several miles. The eruption was so intense that it created a dark mushroom cloud that could be seen from many miles away. The fallen debris quickly covered the city, creating a suffocating layer of ash and debris. The suddenness and intensity of the eruption caused panic among the 12,000 residents of Pompeii. Many attempted to flee the city, but the falling ash made visibility extremely poor, and the air became so difficult that they could hardly breathe. Some sought refuge in their homes, while others tried to escape by land and sea. Yet, in addition to the ashfall, fast-moving, superheated clouds of gas, ash, and volcanic particles descended upon the city. The pyroclastic flow blasted superheated gas and pulverized rock at 100 miles per hour as it poured down the side of the mountain and vaporized everything and everyone in its path. Over the course of hours, Pompeii was buried under several meters of volcanic ash and debris. This effectively sealed the city and its inhabitants in a time capsule. Pompeii remained buried and forgotten for centuries until it was rediscovered in 18th century. Now, these layers of ash acted as a natural preservative, helping to protect and conserve the city's buildings, artifacts, and even remains of some of its residents. Since its excavation, Pompeii has provided us invaluable insights into various aspects of life in ancient Rome during 1st century AD. For instance, with regards to urban planning and architecture, the layout of Pompeii, its streets, buildings, and infrastructure has been extensively documented. This tells us of the design of Roman towns and the organization of public spaces. Pompeii's ruins also reveal much about the daily life of its residents. Archaeologists have uncovered homes, kitchens, bedrooms, and household items, giving us a glimpse into how people lived, cooked, and slept. This included details like wall paintings, mosaics, and furniture. 
The archaeological finds also include marketplaces, shops, and storage facilities, which shed light on the city's economy and trade networks. The discovery of bakeries, food stalls, and kitchen utensils, sometimes even food itself, such as bread, that was covered by ash and preserved for thousands of years, have helped archaeologists understand the diet and food production methods in Pompeii. Yet the most tragic aspect of Pompeii's excavation is the evidence of the catastrophic eruption of Mount Vesuvius. The plaster casts of humans in Pompeii are among the most poignant and haunting discoveries at the archaeological site. They provide a glimpse into the final moments of the city's inhabitants as they attempted to escape the catastrophic eruption. The plaster casts of humans were made by archaeologists and researchers using techniques known as body casting or void filling. When Pompeii was excavated, voids were often discovered in the layers of volcanic ash and debris. These voids were spaces where organic materials such as human bodies had decomposed over time, leaving cavities. To create the casts, plaster was carefully poured into these voids, which resulted in molds taking the shape of the people who perished during the eruption. The primary purpose of creating these plaster casts was to study and document the victims of the eruption. They provide crucial information about the individuals, their clothing, and even their facial expressions at the moment of their death. The casts help researchers and historians understand the demographics of Pompeii's population, including age, gender, and social status. The casts in Pompeii come in various forms, different poses, and circumstances. Some show individuals in seated positions, while others depict them lying down or attempting to shield themselves from the falling ash and debris. There are also casts of animals, such as dogs and horses, which were present in the city during the eruption. While these plaster casts have provided invaluable insights into the eruption and its victims, their creation has raised ethical questions. Some critics argue that making the casts of deceased can be seen as invasive and disrespectful. In recent years there has been a shift towards using non-invasive techniques such as digital scanning or 3d modeling to study the voids and remains without physically creating plaster casts. Today Pompeii along with its plaster casts of humans offers a unique and moving window into the past preserving the final moments of the city's residents who were tragically caught in the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. While studying the excavation and the human casts offers a powerful tool for research and education, they also serve as a solemn reminder of the human toll of natural disasters. Hope you guys enjoyed this short lecture. Tom and I will be back next week with a full episode. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. Hello, my name is Peter Zablocki, and I'm a historian, author, and college professor. I'm thrilled to invite you to check out Evergreen Network's History Shorts podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, join me on a journey through time, exploring the little-known and hidden gems of history. In each bite-sized episode, I'll dive into my original research to bring you intriguing historical curiosities you've probably never heard of, uncovering the fascinating stories that have shaped our world, from forgotten figures to overlooked events. And the best part? I've condensed all this historical goodness into manageable chunks, perfect for your on-the-go lifestyle. Whether you're commuting to work or squeezing in a quick break, History Shorts fits into the little time you probably think you don't have. Subscribe now and never miss an episode of the History Shorts Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts.